This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. It happens every night. Every night. I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that mm. could ever be no. a friend of mine. I have not. Summer heat or an Alabama river, Kimmy. Trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another time. This highway does not know my name, and I, I don't, don't care. care. No. No, no, I do not. Headed in my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Three of them. Just a white line, gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Oh. Budget live, not so. Live from the Low Budget Live Bar and Grill here in beautiful southern middle Tennessee. This is the podcast for Monday, June the 5th, you bunch of low lifers. You bunch of no good, low life and son of a guns and son of a son of a girls. <laughs> There's like three women listening to this podcast. And the triple threat's not even one of them. So welcome one and all. This is a podcast about bass fishing and other shenanigans, mainly bass fishing. Sometimes we do it live, but we do it not live a lot more than that. That was a song written by me, sang by me called Biloxi Blues. It's, it's old. It's like 10 years old. It's old as dirt. It's old as, as I am at this point. Oh, uh, hope everybody's doing well out there. Thank you for joining me once again. Been a... Uh, been been a good week, been a crazy week as always, though, running running wild. Me and little Trey headed down there to Camden, Alabama, middle of that gum nowhere, to the 
Alabama River, Miller's Ferry. And when I tell you that I have wanted to fish the Alabama River pretty much my entire life, and, and my tournament schedule has never, ever, ever taken me there. Anything that I've ever been a part of has never taken me to the Alabama River. And and I can remember all the, you know, all the cool tournaments and the big spots they catch up around Montgomery and the guys on the tail race, the crazy tournament when everybody was running over rocks and whatnot when it was flooded up there and they're just blasting 20-pound bags of spots. And Miller's Ferry is not like that. So Miller's Ferry, the pool of Miller's Ferry, is about 100 miles long, and it's 100 miles from all where that goes down. Uh, and we were, I mean, my, we might as well have been damn in Mobile. We were way down there. And I had no idea because I've been really busy, uh, stay busy. And I did zero research until like Wednesday night. And I had no idea. I was like, oh, I'm just going to go fish for spots. No, 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 no. The Alabama River, uh, there are spots. Some spots got weighed in. Some guys made some long runs, but it is uh, not that way on the bottom end down there, that Alabama River. So, uh, interesting event for Trey and I, second ABT 100, love those tournaments. I've said it time and time again, I have such a great time fishing with him and, and so many good people fish that trail hundred boats for 25 grand. We had a great one. There's only three of those a year and one January, one June, one November. And, and, uh, this is the second one of the series been looking forward to it, man. And we just, uh, we got to practice Thursday from about 11 to dark or so. And then we got to practice all day until five you have to be off the water by five on friday and we got to uh to do that and dude we just never got dialed on anything and it's a really tough place to fish it's uh everything looks good but it's not good uh only took 15 pounds when the event we had eight pounds finished in the middle of the pack and uh lost one fish that might and that's everybody that had more weight than us had what we had and then like a three or four pounder dude we never saw a three pounder while we were there uh trey lost a nice fish on a buzz bait first thing um saturday morning that that you know was it a three pounder was it a five pounder was it a two pound i don't know it was a good really good fish it was a blow up he actually had uh same fish bit with the hook covered on friday same fish you would think same fish bit on Saturday, lost it. And uh, like 5.20 in the morning, we were boat number four. We started in this area. We'd had a couple bites. And, yeah, man, it was frustrating. We caught about 10 keepers and cold three times to have uh, have eight pounds. And we went uh, we went pocheting in the Express. We fished out of the X-21. And, man, I had a really – I love pushing that thing to the limit, so I had a lot of fun doing that. But, man, just uh, not the tournament we wanted, but we were just one bite away from a check. I mean, it took 11 pounds to get a check. We were just one good fish, and Trey had that bite. But we – other than that, dude, in three days, whoo, Lord, I would rather talk to my ex-wife than fish down there again in June. It was a million degrees – um, I have been every weekend for the last few years since y- y'all have been keeping up with my deck debacle here, uh, and, and finally got it all finished up and, uh, on the construction side and I've been staining it and here and there, and it's a lot to freaking stain. And, uh, I would rather stain my deck in 90 degree heat than fish Miller's Ferry again in June. Like I said, a lot of, a uh, lot of fishy looking water. A lot of water to dissect, but uh, me and the LOB had a great time down there. Got to spend, uh, it's kind of the theme of this episode, I think, for me today. I've been doing a lot of thinking uh, on, on a lot of things, and so you'll, you'll we'll get to that. But 
got to give a shout out to my to two guys that uh, actually started started fishing a club when I was twelve with my dad in uh, Tennessee, Alabama club here in, in Lawrence County, Tennessee. And Troy Simbeck was a member of that club, and Terry McCormick, and two guys that have always been in my corner, always been Luke Duncan fans since I was a wee little guy. They always treated me like gold when I was a kid, and would and would just you know give me fishing information and not like help me, you know, and and uh, known them for many many years. And they're fishing these ABTs for the first time ever, and they're and so we roomed with them. We rented a Troy rented a cool house out on this farm outside of Camden, and uh, we had just a really great time, man, telling old stories. And and uh, so the theme of this podcast is kind of like changes in the fishing industry, and and uh, which I, I know I, I try to stay up on that, but but there's a lot of there's a lot of thought into this week's show, and and our guest today, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that a lot. And uh, it, it was just, but it was really cool to talk to them, but talk about how fisheries have changed and talk about how, you know, this, this constant gratification that we get with social media or, uh, you know, this constant flow of information from YouTube and, and all that, you know, what, how it's changed fishing, man, for the young guy coming in. And so cool though, because these guys, like my fishing dreams started by fishing against these dudes. And, uh, and I've always, you know, we've stayed in touch and certainly don't get to talk to them near as much as I'd like to. But I want to give them a shout out for for uh, letting us hang with them, me and the LOB. All right. Okay. Got to thank these sponsors real fast. First and foremost, StarTron, kicking ethanol in the teeth in your weed eater, in your chainsaw, in your lawnmower, but most importantly, in your outboard engine or Starbright cleaning products. It's the same company. It's Starbright season. Get your life looking right with Starbright. Keep everything clean. I need a lot of Starbright. I did something I normally don't do. When I got in from the Alabama River, I washed my boat at 8.30 last night in the driveway because it was so damn disgusting. And that takes a lot for me to do because I'm not that guy. But, oh, my God, it was so dang. I mean, we were in the jungle, baby. You know where you are? Alabama River, baby. That's where we were. And it was it was filthy, but uh, got a little of that Starbright on there. Starbright season. Appreciate the folks from Startron. Starbright Pro Guide batteries. Ran them in the dirt yet again this week. Had a lot of questions talking to some folks down there, picking my brain about the Pro Guides there at the Alabama Bass Trail. And I can tell you the the lithium that I'm running for trolling motor batteries. They're running a special right now. Check it out. It's going through July 4th. Some great deals on the lithium batteries on ProGuideBatteries.com. You can use code LBL10 to save you some money, but I'm just always impressed. I run one cranking battery and, uh, and I'm running a 31 AGM. I've got, I've got the lithium cranking battery, but I am running 31 AGM and I'm running live scope, all my pumps, all, you know, three graphs off of it, power poles. And I'm just blown away, man, that, that they just, I can't, I can't kill them. I cannot kill them. Pro guide batteries. Go check them out. Tell them you're a low lifer. LBL 10 baitworks.com bait dash works.com thought we were going to do work with the lob jig down there at the alabama river lost a nice fish on it yesterday i say a nice fish like a two pounder you got to keep things in perspective when you're fishing down there on the alabama river but lost a good fish on it yesterday just barely had it skin hooked uh caught some caught a couple fish on it in practice though we we really did think it was going to be a deal for us and and it went away but uh the lob definitely gets a lot of bites you can get them at bait-works.com that lob jig and of course 
we're swinging in. We're into June now, another month. Clicked on buy. You got the offshore bike coming, depending on where you live. It's here. Get on there. Shuttlecock hair jigs, big crane base. I got them 10XDs, 8XDs, 6XDs. James Watson, Worldwide Spoons. They're all on there. Bait-Works.com, Duncan-10. Saves you some cash. Got them Toad Thumper plastics on there. All kind of goodness. I'm going to be utilizing some of that old deep stuff this week. I'm going to Gunnersville late this week with my boy Ryan Engelman. That old turnpike troubadour. We're going to go fish for a couple of days over there at Gville. So if you see the Express, holla. Say hi. All right. Last but certainly not least, speaking of that old Express. Express boats. The all-welded, original all-welded aluminum bass boat, 96-inch beam tanker truck. I can tell you right now what I put it through at the Alabama River. Trace Wendell, I wish he was sitting here to tell you. Lord, did we put it through its paces. I am consistently blown away by that boat. I had mud from one end to the other. Came in last night, that sea deck. I just sprayed it off before I put it up. Tackle storage, we had. If you saw my Facebook or Instagram, you saw all the crazy Trey and I, how much crap we had in that uh, in that daggum boat, but plenty, uh, plenty in there and plenty of room for it. But uh, absolute beast of a boat, fastest hole shot in the game. We were in and out of these shallow water ponds. Like that place is made for the Alabama River. I wish it had more bass. Uh, but even Trey said, "Because dude, these these live whales. I mean, our fish were kicking. He was he's. I love and I say it on here all the time. I love taking people that don't fish out of my Express all the time that fish out of other brands." Because they're always like, damn, I really like this boat. Uh, it makes me proud, man. Express Boats, building excitement in Hot Springs, Arkansas, baby, since 1966. Yeah, we put that thing through the paces down there. There's no doubt about that. Goodness gracious. Jumping stuff. And, whew, just hanging out in the snakes up in the woods. I mean, can't have no snakes. Can't have no snakes around. Uh, I actually, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to tell you, this is just my my advice, and, and this happened this week in my life. You got to get the snakes out of your life. You got to get the snakes out of your life. And and I've had a snake in my life for the last few years, and this week, uh, and this is professionally, but this week, finally, no more snake. No more snake. So, uh, good riddance there. Got to gotta give a big shout out to, uh, to the snake <laughs> slithering his ass somewhere else in life all right moving on uh man sabine river brock mosley as i record this sunday afternoon sabine river is uh tough like always but to me it's always the most intriguing bassmaster tournament i see people comment i know it's a dink oh i can't believe he's excited about that it is such a chess match and such a dang you know strategic tournament how you play it, but right now as I record Brock Mosley, looking like he's going to win that. Pull up backstrack again. Triple Threat's got me out here doing so many damn honeydews, y'all. Y'all don't even understand. So I can go fishing. Yeah, I'd say Brock's going to Brock's gonna, gonna win that one, get his first dub on the Elite Series. Good dude, and has been so close several times, so that's, that's going to be cool to see. Hopefully we can talk to him here in the next couple of weeks. I like me some Brock Mosley. But uh, he's he's dialed up down there, man. He caught a big one yesterday. But I, I see the comments. This kind of led to to this week's too. Is you always see, and I, I talk about it on here a lot, but 
you see the the bitching about live scope you know and and forward facing sonar and it's boring to watch well then they send them to a place like that and it's like they're too small they're catching little ones but it's like old school river fishing and like we're so spoiled by like 30 pound bags on social media and 20 pound bags and all this all this kind of thing that if a dude weighs 14 and gets excited because that's like catching 30 pounds there and catching a three pounder is like catching an eight pounder on some lakes on the Sabine river. Like it's all relative, but people getting upset about just, but every time it's on the schedule, it just makes me mad. It's, it's wild, man. And, and I keep saying this and not to just keep harping on it, but I don't understand as an industry, like, and, and as a, like a fishing community, why we continue to just like prey on each other like that. Right. Like this, it's weird, man. And I, I talked to my friends, uh, Troy and, and Terry, when we were staying there, it's kind of led me to some of the, some of the conversation you're going to hear today about, it's like, we should all kind of be in the same boat. We don't have to all get along, but like, I don't understand that constant. It doesn't matter what you, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. And then you're damned if you do again, <laughs> and you're damned in the, in the online world, uh, these tournament organizations cannot win. It's uh, it's really it's really crazy to see it, and it it reminds me of, uh, of like that Merle Haggard song. Are the good times really over for good? I ruined that, but uh, it, it's true. Uh, like, are the good times really over? I refuse to believe that they are in fishing. You know, our fisheries are a lot tougher now. There's a lot more fishing pressure. This is kind of what I was talking to my buddies about, but I refuse to think that the, that the, the best days are behind us in bass fishing. Uh, and on the professional side in the industry, I think sponsor-wise, maybe maybe we have seen that in professional angling. Maybe it was as good as it was ever going to get at some point, you know. But uh, but I refuse to believe, even with the negative stuff that you see, that the uh, that the good times are are behind us. I think that uh, these are still the good old days, man. We live in the good old days, right here, right now, I believe. I sure do. But, uh, yeah, folks can't make up their mind what they like. Shallow power fishing, no, don't like it because the fish aren't big enough for me. Some dude that's never fished for a 100 grand, never will, probably never caught a three-pounder in his life, is griping because somebody's getting excited about a four-pounder on Bass Lives. Like, come on, bro. Come on, bro. Get out of here. Uh, and I can't help myself. I'm addicted to those comments like addicted <laughs> like i love reading it but it's just it's amazing like there are things we can get upset about like people breaking rules people being shady in the fishing industry i think those are all things that uh there needs to be whistleblowing on uh i think people need to get called to the mat more for that kind of thing but don't call these organizations out for like having their events and people are like all about the money that's why they go to sabine it's all about the money well yeah I've said it before, I'll say it again. It's a business. 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 Not a charity, it's a business. And uh, I dare say Brock Mosley and them other boys that made that top 10 down there, Kyle Welcher making him a top 10, going to be leading here. He don't give a damn where they go, son. It's the same as me bitching about the Alabama River. Them boys that caught them 15 pounds yesterday and won 25 grand, they didn't bitch at all. That's always how it goes. The haves and have-nots. It's all relative, man. It's all relative in the sport of bass fishing. All right, we're going to talk to uh, to an old friend. 
today that y'all all know very well through the podcast. We're fixing to get him on here and get the sauce from it. Presented by the W Sauce, America's Worcestershire sauce. Got that new breakfast sauce that's delicious on eggs. Put it on your taters. It's the best, man. Love working with the W Sauce. Uh, made some smash burgers last weekend with the W Sauce. Lord have mercy. Mm. Love it. Absolutely love it. But we're going to get the sauce. This guy, well, he's just stupid. That's the only thing you can say. He's stupid, but he's also, at the same time, a genius. He got out of the world of fishing on the uh, on the YouTube side of it and the tournament side of it. He still fishes a lot. He is running a very successful sweet tea company now, but he's still very plugged in in the fishing organization, in the fishing world. He's always around, and uh, he's one of my best friends. I got to run into him this week, spend some time with him on my way to the Alabama River, and we're going to catch up with him right now. He's got a big launch for y'all sweet tea. They're getting into the coffee game, a huge launch that started right now on June 5th. You can get it, but uh, could not be more proud of this dude. And cannot wait to get the sauce from him right now. Ladies and gentlemen, stupid, dumb, Darian Craig. All right, as promised, here he is. Some of you may be very upset that he's here because he is stupid still. He's still, uh, when it comes to fishing anyways, because the man is not stupid when it comes to sweet tea seasoning and now coffee. Darian Craig, what's up, buddy? What's up, man? I'm glad to be back. Well, you know, it's uh for me, it's sad that we have to catch up in life via Zoom. And uh, but at the same time, I'm proud that we have to do this because it means we're both very busy and life is going good, but we don't get to uh we don't get to spend as much time together. I I said that leading into this, this this kind of the theme of the week is all my old friends been around some some good folks. And you dude, you know how it is. You when you go to a tournament, because I don't fish near as many as I used to. You've been emceeing ABT like I have this year. So you see all the old fake dudes. You get all fired up. You get warm and fuzzy inside, right? Like you see all your old friends, but got to hang with Trey this week. Got to see you at your new shop. It's just, it's been a cool week. So I'm like, dude, I got to get D money on here. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, um, it's interesting. I, I don't want to jump too far ahead. I, I got a little briefing from you on what we're going to talk about in the podcast, but I think it's definitely. Uh, hits home with me. It's something I have uh, a big passion for as the conversation that we're going to get into. So definitely yeah. excited. Glad to be back. It's like you said, it's, it's weird not seeing y'all anymore and Trey, Corey, all the fishing guys, Spank and just everybody uh, that we used to hang out with all the time and talk to on a daily. It's weird that like I right out of high school basically got into the industry and then two years, a little over two years ago now have been out of it pretty much. And since I guess that's nine years, my life was in the industry. And so now I don't talk to any of those guys anymore. And it's weird because you know they're traveling, the pros or or the guys that are working, you know they're traveling, so you don't want to bog them down too much. You get every now and then get a phone call while they're driving, but it's weird. It's like you lost didn't lose the friends, but you just don't uh, talk as much because everybody's doing their own things. And uh anyhow, good to be back. Well, and, and your life is so busy now, you got you got the the man Cannon. You got a yeah. nine old now. Became yeah. a dad, but since 2021, I, and I was telling this story to the guys I stayed with down at the ABT about you and I riding OHIV in February 21. First of all, not knowing that 
that place was fixing to just, we were going to be a part of the trip that kind of put it on the map, which was really unexpected and all that. But as we were riding, I'll never forget it. And you may, you may have forgotten it. Uh, I don't feel like you have because that's, that's, you're kind of about these moments in life. You and I are both about these moments and you had your MacBook out and we're riding down the road and it's in, like I said, it's February and your goal is to launch this y'all sweet tea thing in April. And of course you and I talk every day, three times a day. Like I knew it was coming, but you got your MacBook. You're like, Hey, here's, let me show you. This is kind of my idea. This is my plan. This is, and it was like this, this freaking step-by-step of I'm going to go after this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And my plan is by this date, I'll be here and I'll do this. And I'm just driving, pulling a boat, like thinking about life scope and like, are we going to break <laughs> and where are we going? And, and dude, you're, you're just, you had it all dialed and nobody ever doubted you that's ever known you. But then like six months after that, it's like, everything is coming to fruition. And you've all, you taught me that if you write it down, it has a more better likelihood of coming true. And that's always how you've lived your life, man. Since, since being a young man, like getting into the fishing industry right out of high school, getting in, you were working with Gerald a little bit, then you're running social media pages for rattle trap and all these companies, you had your own social media company, but it led you to that. But it's so crazy for me today on June the 5th to talk about, you got a new launch for this company. You started two years ago. That was just selling sweet tea. Oh, little old sweet tea, little old bitch sweet tea. And now, <laughs> and now dude, you've got seasonings. You've got apparel. You've got now coffee dropping right now as we speak. It's insane, dude. Like, how did we get here? Like, I don't know how we got here in two years. It's crazy. I think, yeah, man, it's crazy. Thinking back on that, it's, it's um, I'm going to start with the drive, like that drive. So my, my thing was everyone, I always say this, everyone has really good ideas for a business. Everyone, you're a thinker, whether you're a working man sitting at a desk and thinking about how can I make, I've got an idea. I want to leave this place. I hate my job and I want to start this company. Which is most like, people. To mo- be most fair. people. Most people. Yeah, most people have, most people have that. And then it's, but they either they're scared to start or um, if they do start, a lot of it fails. And like, there's a huge, huge fail rate of new businesses. And my, the whole thought on that was the writing it down stuff. I read some quotes and whatever about writing stuff down, but dude, I just want to do my homework ahead of time. So I didn't fail. It's like you said how, how laid out everything was. Um, dude, I just didn't want to fail. So I was like, well, what happens when we get to this? And like, I kind of had everything mapped out was like a, Hell, if I just do this stuff, as long as it works, if this one works, it'll get me to the next step. If that one works, I'm ready. And I knew what those steps were, but like, I didn't want to just be guessing. I didn't want to sell out of this and then have no clue what's next. I know in my, in my opinion, I know what's a two years down the road. Um, if all of the things continue to work until then, now I'd, I'm not guaranteeing. I'm definitely not talking about, I know that it's going to work. Hell, I, I don't know that it's going to work, but if it does work, I'm, I know that I'm going to put all my homework in and do the research and do the things. If it does work, I know what's going to follow it. And so just being confident in that, having the right people around, um, you know, trusting what, what, like, I guess my vision is, um, but that goes with anyone. Like, I think that's with anything. You map it out correctly, write everything down. I, I use my iPad every single day and write notes down every day. And, um, I think writing them down because everyone has these crazy ideas, laying in bed, waking up, driving down the lake, I think a lake, a 20 minute boat ride is the best place to be thinking 
because you can't do anything except hold on the steering wheel. In my mind, is, that's probably why I don't catch any fish. I don't think about other stuff. But I think most people think about how they're going to catch them when they get to where they're going. But um, I don't know. I think that's my thought on that. And dude, it worked. Like the, the cool thing is that all of those things that we wrote out, it was like I said, some of them, they didn't work. Like there was, there's been some like hardships in those steps in two years, but for the most part, we did our homework. We knew, just did our homework and wrote, wrote things down and followed that, that path. And uh, Nick Saban, Roll Tide always talks about preparation and God. he's a, he's a, he's a big preparation guy. And, just hearing those talks over Preparation time. Age, has, got them hemorrhoids. That's what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no comment, but um, <laughs> yeah, man, it's exciting. Now we're getting a coffee. We've um, you, you said we got tea seasonings now coffee. I think the most important thing we've got is community is our audience is such a community now. Like it's um, people talk bad about us in comments or they say, you know, I hate your tea or I hate the flavor of this, whatever, <laughs> like the, the community just attacks, like it just defends. And so anything that we do, they just want to be part what? of it. And every, everyone is, everyone is, hold on. I'm not. I, <laughs> hey, old man, time out, time out. I don't even care what you're fixing to say, Nick. I'm scared. Are you I'm fixing scared. to tell me? Because I, I was talking before this, there's like the Bassmasters and the MLFs and MPFLs in the world, they can't win because they have a tournament where it gets one live scope and there's a bunch of people like, I hate live scope. And then they have on the Sabine River, which is really cool. Even though they're small fish, people are like, I hate these little fish, idiots. I mean, like, nobody can win, but social media is such a fever. And I did just say, though, before I got you on, I think it's like that with everything. You're telling me there's, like, beef and sweet tea, dude. <laughs> Guarantee it. I got a – so I sent out a text yesterday about our um, – it was, like, whatever, 40,000 texts I sent out at one time marketing – and it said, we got coffee coming. I hope y'all are ready for Monday. And I got an instant response back from a lady that says, don't care. Y'all aren't popular in Texas. That was the response I got back. <laughs> like, well, there you go. There you go. Yeah, it's, uh, man, I, I don't know. People, people be attacking People be attacking other people in the countries over t- sweet tea. This world's yeah, getting. Yeah, they do. I said, are the good times behind us before I called you? And I said, I don't think they are. Shit, maybe they are. If people are fighting yeah. over sweet tea, I can't help them. Yeah, that, it's um, it's just yeah, sweet. they're definitely they're they're fighting over it. They're fighting about it for sure. They're they're people are just crazy, man. I think uh, there's a handful. There's a there's a percentage of people. About eight percent of the people. Twenty percent of the people. It's eight to twenty percent. I don't know the exact That's number yet. The percentage, D. Yeah, eight to twenty percent. I don't know what it is. Those people are crazy. I think most people are good, but there's eight to twenty percent. It's like pretty pretty insane i'll be honest sometimes i have these weeks where i travel and i think it's more like 79 percent of people are <laughs> yeah I, I don't disagree it could be that i'm one of them but yeah oh, there's oh. a lot of, uh, there's a lot of days i'm one of them but oh man that's <laughs> eight to twenty that's a pretty good range i like that i'm gonna use that well i feel like eight to twenty percent of people are crazy yeah that's, that's about right they, that's they about are right it's, I don't know the, uh, you and I, we've talked a lot about this privately and publicly over the years, just comments and, and troll pages and God knows like people got a lot of time to invest to that, that, right. That thing. And it really does kind of make the internet go around like it, it, social media side, like it really does, but they have so much time to dedicate to it. It's, it's really impressive because I'm like, man, 
yeah, it might be fun to kind of make jokes and, and have a fake page, I guess, but I don't know how I would, when would I get all the other shit I get done? <laughs> done. Yeah. Like, I, I wonder, I, I wonder you had to, you had to think about things this way, but it's like, what are, what are all, if you like took all of those people, like, I feel like they all love this. Like they all do the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like those people are not doing positive things. Like if they're just spending all of their, maybe they are. Maybe, Kevin Durant, Kevin, Kevin Durant got caught with a troll page. That's so, true. I mean, he's, and he's a very, and like, dude, he's one of the most successful people in the world. He's doing his thing. He's living his dream. And then he's trolling people. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. No, I think you would be surprised. I, I think that some of the most negative comments on, on the internet are from, at times successful people like because i think we always always like i say the mom's basement things always been my my you know the mom's basement army has always been kind of my broad sweep but like dude then you then you run into some you go down some rabbit holes with with some like i had a guy get fixated on me a few weeks ago through mpfl is really funny and i every now and then i'll click a profile you know i don't do it as much every now and then you click a profile like all right what are you about and this guy was like Pretty much had it going on in life. And I was like, hey, bud, I don't know why you're even on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, but here we are, you know? Yeah, here we are. I, uh, man, I don't know. I, I think that could take us down a long rabbit hole. I try to stay away from it as much as possible. I just get avoid it. it. And uh, I, I, do you get it through the y'all stuff? Because I know you used to get hammered on the fishing stuff at times just because you always put yourself out there like I do on the daring is fishing stuff you would get you had a loyal loyal fan base as well folks that and i hate the word fan but you know what i mean like followers people that really enjoy what you put out there it blew up quick for you you had a you had a lot of a lot of support there and you got a lot of hate too like i did we both did same times a lot of the same folks you know they didn't, they didn't like either one of us for one way the reason but do you see that in like that sweet teak because you you're the face right of your business yeah. you and you throw it out there. You're doing videos all the time. You get I think that comments like I think that the majority. It's like since it's as a brand, I feel like it's not as bad as about me. I think when like as a brand, if they don't like the only thing they could talk crap about would be if they don't like the product. And if they don't like it, then they just majority of the time they just don't buy it again. You do get it's different with the personality because they're like, well, you're an idiot. And you're you're fat and you're ugly and like. Okay, I appreciate that, but um, you, you get the uh, you get the every now and then. Well, you're, you know, this tea is too bitter. Uh, I'm going back to Lipton, and then all the comments, people just defending us, like, "Well, you made your you didn't use the ice, or you let your tea steep too long." So, like, there's tea know, it, it, It's like it's yeah, it's slightly different, but uh, try not to get hung up in it. I do. I don't manage our customer service. I will say that I'm not a customer service guy. There's a, there is a complaint section and it is a pretty deep section, but a lot of times it's people complaining that have never purchased before, or, you know, the shipping's too high. That's the reason I'm not going to buy. And then they'll trash you about why shipping's too high, but it's like the the people who are loyal, they're not the ones complaining and I appreciate them. That's where we're spending our time. I'll focus on the positive. That's the low, the low lifers, baby. That's what I always say. Like I focus on the people that ain't going to get in the comments and bash me that show up every week. They like what I got to say, no matter, and like whatever guest that's on here, no matter what, they love them some D money and Big C. They've been here for almost six damn years of this craziness, which is hard to believe. Uh, yet again, because the last time I was with you actually in person, other than just like running into you down at the shop the other day, we're leaving um, 
little old bitch Trey's truck in your parking lot was uh, we did a podcast here right before Cannon was born last That's summer. Ridiculous, dude. It was crazy, man. And and it's uh, it's wild. But I got to ask you this for everybody listening before we kind of really jump off a cliff is uh, do you miss the Darian is fishing stuff? Because, dude, you yeah. were putting in work. I, mean, I don't think anybody realized how invested you were you know, from a financial, you know, as camera equipment, whether it's, you know, hell, just boat gas, rods, reels, equipment, like, dude, you were constantly filming, constantly trying to create content, doing lives. And and I don't think people realize if they've never lived that life, it's a lot to be consistent wow. in this world, even, and, I, and dude, I've never been as consistent as you with, it, especially on the fishing video, but doing one podcast a week, people would go, Oh, it's an hour podcast. It's this, it's that. But it's a lot to do what you were doing. You were uploading what three days a week at one three time? Three days a week for a long, I did it for a while, three days a week for a, I don't remember the exact amount of time, but it was a long time. 2000. Uh, I'm going to say, I say was, a long time. There, there's guys who are still doing it and they were doing it way before me and doing it way after. But like, I, I know I did it at least six months straight, maybe even a, over a year. I, I don't know the exact period of time, but it was a, it was a long time. Um, yeah, I do miss it. I miss it bad. And the thing is, I still have the passion of fishing as much as I did then. No. I just know I, my priorities are just, and I feel like I understand them a little bit. I fish, I still fish two to three days a week, almost every week. Um, it's not very often. It's not very long period of time. I may fish for 45 minutes or maybe I, sometimes I'll get over an hour, but like, the water, I mean, you can see the water behind me. I, I go down there and fish on the boat. It's in the water. and I still have a bass boat. It's like, I still do all this stuff. But filming, filming takes a whole new amount of time in the editing. Just the editing part, if it wasn't so long, I would still do it. But um, I'll still do it one day. The cool, the cool thing is that I still get so many people that I see in public anywhere. Like, is that that's the craziest part. It's like, man, I love your video. When are you going to start making videos again? That is what I think keeps the fire. Even though it's not happening right now, the fire is still there. Um, so I'm excited. One day I'll be able to do it again. I don't know when that is, but. Um, I think it's going to be really cool for Kanan to see what I did before he was born. That's and then to now be able to maybe in a year or two, I don't know exactly how long, but um, get that fired back up with him as a kid. And then I would love to do that. Like, that's what I want to do. So uh, uh, that's, that's really neat. But do yeah, ever, I do miss it. Do you ever have people come up to you and be like, man, let's show up, shut up. You remember when Luke just. You never, you never won any of them. <laughs> that's yeah, what we're going to bring back. We are going to just I want to do it. I want to do show up and shut up a whole series on Mount Woods Lake. Well, hey, I think the, your lake where you live, that's not show up, shut up. <laughs> shut up was show no, up. We, you we, show we, up. You show up to my house and shut up. That's, that's what I feel like. <laughs> no, no. Remember we talked about, we talked about you bring your boat down. You use my boat. I use your boat, which is, by the way, it would be an unfair trade. But you would have all the waypoints of this lake. So you'd have like every brush pile's all marked. I don't want your pity. I don't want your pity. I want to beat you. No, I, it's not pity. I think it's cool. I think it's cool. Pity. Here's your waypoints. Uh, no, go so, up because you go other places and that we've never been and you show up and I beat you. That was the whole idea of the thing. And we film it. We had a lot of fun with that. And that was only in like yeah. a two week period that we did it and people loved it. And then we never I go back and watch those. I go back and watch those forever. I need to. Cause that was twenty twenty. There... Yeah. They're so much fun. Yeah. That was 2020. They're so much fun to go back and watch some of, I don't even remember the, all the late names, but 
there was one of those tournaments that I just lost so many giants and it was the funnest. Like it was so much fun. I, did, I got killed. I didn't even hardly catch any fish, but I figured it all this. I just didn't, it didn't like execute at all, but it was such a fun trip to go back and watch. And I watched your point of view that day and it was just the coolest. Yeah, it was fun. such a cool. So we met up that day and uh, anyhow, I won't get into that. Y'all need to go back and watch those. Show up and shut up. If you haven't watched them in a while, that's a good video. But yeah, I want to. I want to move into what's going on with fishing. Okay, that's what I want to move into. Yeah, because I do keep. I I I keep up enough to understand what's happening, but I have a whole new. I feel like this is no offense. I I mean this with all due respect. I don't know who's going to watch it, but there's no sixth sense between me and you anymore. Um, Sixth sense was a big part of what I did as in fishing. Um, I res- I personally, I'm speaking for me, I like, uh, I, I respect a lot of those guys. Casey, um, I've known Casey since 2012 or 2013. Uh, I can't remember when uh, we met. So I've known him for a while and I know y'all had a different situation, but we won't get into that. Um, but without the six sense lenses on where you're a pro staff guy, you're only team six, all that stuff. I see the industry different. I see Guggen's different. I see um uh, 13 fishing i just see brands differently because you get you get into this rhythm where it's not that um you just don't want to press the wrong you don't want to push the wrong buttons with a company when you're inside that company because they're gonna you know they can cut your checks off they can cut the money and it, so it's it, like you are there's so much there's like and i don't you know i'm not gonna go this, down the six cents right yeah. Because it's no good. It's going down a, it's like going down a rabbit hole with Guggen stuff. It's the same thing. I've experienced both, you know, unfortunately, but, but for me, it's like, it is very tunnel vision. It's like, you're either with that group or against them and whatever brand, right? Like we've seen that in recent years. Well, it's like you said, it's a community, right? That six cents community, Guggen community, whatever you want to call it. It's like, you're talking about your sweet tea people. People like to pull for something. They like to feel like they're a part of something, but no, you're I have enjoyed getting away from that for multiple reasons that, you know, but like working with Baitworks and going, Oh, cool. Seeing everything from this. Like, I don't have a rod and reel sponsor anymore. I've just got Baitworks. They sell everything. So being able to talk about what I want, when I want, and just direct people like, Hey, you can get it at Baitworks is where I got it. You can get it there has opened my eyes like to so many cool. Cause we were with them for a while and, yeah. uh, make a lot of good stuff. They also made some stuff that like wasn't practical for me and the way I fish. So like trying to go out and make videos that was very hard at times. Yeah. Like because all of our videos there for a little bit were like six cents centric. And I think maybe your, your, uh, average, uh, like fan doesn't realize that they're just constantly being sold to <laughs> when it comes to that. Yeah. But like, you look at that and like, you won't ever see Ben Milliken throwing a six XD on camera, yeah. even though he, probably throws a six XD at times. I don't know. I'm sure he does, but yeah, he throws other things other than six cents, which you won't ever sure. see because he's a six. Sure. Yeah. I think that the transparency of that is there's definitely a big gap. And I, but I also think that, um, when I was in that, when I was in all of that, you were anti Guggen because you were six cents and you couldn't respect what the Guggens were doing. I know you had a falling out with them, but I am going to. No, I, I mean, I, I, I had a falling out with Ryan and I, but I mean, I, that was yeah. water. On what, I, I think they were doing something. What we were doing with six cents, Guggen was doing something so big that 
we had blinders to it and couldn't appreciate it. But like, dude, what they just like to think about what they did. I think that's one of the coolest things. Maybe this is a, I don't know, this is kind of a weird stance. This is what we're going to call a conversation, but now just like being in the business side, like totally different, but to see what they did came in as YouTubers and built a monster of a thing a is, is one of the coolest. And I respect the hell out of it so much more than I ever did when I was inside the industry because I had blinders onto it. And so now seeing what they're doing, um, you know, there's personalities in that group that, you know, people do or do or don't like, and uh, you're, well, I don't even get into that at all, but just what they did was so cool. But in, in the sixth sense world, you couldn't be a fan of it at all. No, and no. so you're almost, you're almost forced to trash talk it in a way. Yeah. Um, but I, that was, I, I want to stop you. I want to cut you off and say, I don't think you and I ever trash talked that. As a matter of fact, I got, I got very much criticized for having Turkle on my show while I was a part of the sixth sense. Yeah whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. so like i always did like you and i i think one of the first podcasts we ever did together officially lbo like in 2019 what we're doing on youtube we talked about how there was this shift and it's kind of the, really it's one of the focuses of my show a lot is this paradigm shift in the fishing industry to that and you really opened my eyes to like dude these guys are doing this this was before we were on the six sense thing for the yeah. time where and uh and and it's very much like it's so crazy to see what that is now yeah. because it's it shifted to tournament angling it yeah. wasn't at all and i was like it, i was in the beginning well before i ever had a podcast whatever i was just a tournament guy so people were like oh those stupid youtubers this is dumb and i say all the time pros want to be youtubers now and youtubers want to be pro fishermen it's this whole weird damn thing that's happening but the guggen shift went into now they sell diehard tournament anglers, freaking baits that catch fish. And, it, yeah. and five, six, seven years ago, I would have never seen that coming, ever. Like I see Guggen baits in almost every boat I get in and out. I mean, people got bandito bugs. They got like, and they catch fish. And and, and they do catch fish. And I think they they definitely way ramped up their quality. Like in the beginning, those hard baits they had, I don't think. That's I think why we all thought that it wouldn't it wasn't gonna go to like the tournament the diehard tournament guy. But then when they ramped up and like they started getting all these new shapes of plastics and stuff, I was like and then you start hearing the chatter of it's catching oh, no. like, <laughs> they're coming. <laughs> but no. Uh, dude, I think um you know, we, we were talking and this is jumping ahead of your your bullet points, but we were talking about changing fishing, like how how it's changing. And I think that's one one aspect is the social media thing, but just turn it. You were, well, you were talking to someone yesterday. I said I ain't had to buy a skipping dog for the jig. And I, I talked to Johnny McCombs, who is in mine and your eyes a legend, a fishing legend. And Johnny's had his hardships in life. He he's he's rebounded. He won an FLW. But he and I were talking. He fished the Alabama River, ABT that Trey and I did. And he called me on my way home. And I don't talk to Johnny much. I mean, I talk to Johnny twice a year, maybe you know. And and I only know him through you and and uh, Gerald and and uh little trey uh, originally and met him hung out with him around flw and johnny's a great guy and uh one of the best fishermen maybe to ever pick up a rod and reel if you asked harold had he not kind of gotten off the path could he have been van Dam? i mean seriously like the guy was just incredible for so long and loves to throw a jig he's just a shallow water guy and he told me he said duncan hey they don't buy a jig anymore. I ain't caught one just going down a bank fishing a jig. And I, I, damn, I can't even tell you how long it's been. And I was like, oh, come on, Johnny. And he's like, 
And people listen to this right now go, oh, yeah, I still buy the jig, man. Yeah, but that's a big but on the end of that. And I talked to my buddies, Troy, Troy Sandback, Terry McCormick. I've brought up in this episode a few times. I was with them, uh, the Alabama River, going back freaking, you know, knew these dudes when I was 12. And and we were talking about how crazy it was just to see a 20-pound stringer in our bass club then, man. Fishing Wheeler, Wilson, Pickwick, Kentucky Lake. And, and, oh my God. Yeah. 20 pounds. I probably take 20 pounds. Oh, he's got 20 pounds. And you were a God. If you got 20 pounds, you were a God. And then they were, but they were talking about how now that they get beat. They're like, I've been beat in our little club that you started fishing in with like, I had like 24 and I was like third, you know, and like things have just evolved to, where now we don't even turn our heads for a 20 or 22 pound bag anymore. It's like, Oh, that's cute. It's all like takes 28 and 30 and 32. And then God knows if you follow any kid that lives in Texas, it's like, Oh, I had 40 today. I had 38 today, 36, 37, 42, 47. You're like, hang on a second. All right. Like, hang on a second. Like, I think we've lost sight of, where we came from a little bit at times in this sport, right? Like everything moves fast. It's hard to impress people online. So you got to be showing them the big ones. You got to be, and it's really, uh, it's, it's changing. Are the good times behind us? I don't think so. Not at all, but it's changing. And one of those good times look like moving forward, I guess it's kind of like the, the topic because it uh, like talking to you, you and I talked about, you said, you said, can you imagine being, cause you, you came up throwing a speed, <laughs> a speed worm with Poppy Swindle with Tommy. Yeah. Uh, but you did, you, you grew up beating the banks like everybody else did. Then you got your little hummingbird at some point. We were talking about that. Like I was talking about having an old Lawrence X 15 that just like, Oh, what's that arch? What's that thing do? Like shit, you didn't know. Right. Yeah. Think about what it is now. But you said to me yesterday, you said, can you imagine being a kid that's 17 years old? And we know some that are great fishermen. And like you came into my boys, you came into fishing with all that on your boat. Like you started fishing and all of that is all around you in the boat. And it's less like, about, I remember, I remember the confidence that like, this is sounds stupid, but like, I remember the confidence that I had with a, with a RC 1.5 square build lucky craft and an old monster worm and dude, and a, and a buzz bait. And like the, you would just fish and you would be confident every single cast, but imagine being that confident with live scope and being able to catch any fish on anybody of water ever. Cause like there's places you'd go and you wouldn't catch them on a big worm because to whatever, like these kids now are like, the way that they're learning how to fish is so far advanced from that. It's like, I just think that's insane. It, the learning curve too, with YouTube and all that, obviously, which gets said a lot, but it just wipes it out. Like yeah. I said this to you yesterday, like I was out the Alabama river, grass mats everywhere. I can remember a time in my life where I'd been to Florida a lot. So I knew how to punch. So I would have had an advantage on the Alabama river yesterday. Now this is 20 years ago kind of stuff, but I would have had an advantage because most of the guys in that field wouldn't have had no damn punch weights, right? Yeah. Wouldn't have known the deal. And I have my little, little critters. I like to flip in there. Now they'd have probably beat my ass swimming a jig doing something else, but I'm just saying it wouldn't have been the thing. 
and then you have a hundred boat field and 85% of them are all punching. And it's like, you said, man, I remember hearing about people punching and I was like, Oh my God. Like it was like mind blowing technique, right? Like it was, it was, it was Jordan Lee. It was Jordan Lee in 2013. It's like, how do you, you heard, I heard about him cranking, um, the, the, him and Matt were always cranking the roadbed in spring Creek. And I was like, dude, so you're like lining it up with the bridge and looking all the way down at the boat ramp, the dock and like, however, them boys are figuring out how to crank out here. It's, it's an, an unbelievable. Yeah. I couldn't even yeah. figure me and me and Ben Curry were out there in the dead middle of, of spring Creek, just trying to figure out what, like, I have no clue. <laughs> and now those guys are like, it, it's just, it's crazy to think about, but um, does that mean that the fish start swimming back to the bank ever and we catch them on dock ever again? No, that's what Johnny and I said. Johnny goes, well, it may take a few more years, but they're coming back. I said, Johnny, I've been saying that shit for 10 years and I ain't coming <laughs> They ain't coming back. They get intercepted before they get to us now, <laughs> or they just don't bite and they go somewhere else. Like, I, and, and I'm not trying to be all Randy blocking about this. Cause you know me, I'm a, I'm a live scope. You remember the day I got my first one. I'm like, Hey dog, the world has changed. Just go ahead and get yeah. ready. My original pan optics. I mean, I'm obsessed with it too much. Dude, I'm flipping stumps at the freaking Alabama river and looking out in the middle of the pocket the whole time. Like yeah. I can't help myself and I'm throwing it dots out there swimming around never had a bike because they were all carp and gar for the most part in that gar hole but but it is it's something i love but it is inevitably going to change everything at some point so so let's talk this from a business perspective because you're a you're a social media guru in my opinion i learned so much from you now none of it matters by the way unless you're paying for it but <laughs> Literally does not matter. Uh, I have 30 something thousand followers on Instagram and six people see anything that I do. And that's fine. Who cares at this point? I'm old. I'm an old man. Instagram is a graveyard now. It is a graveyard. It is literally a graveyard. But I see, I see what you've done and you were very involved in the fishing industry. Um, You were the reason some brands got notoriety on social media. You were the brains behind it. They would give you the keys to the kingdom and say, Hey, this is what we're promoting. Do your best job. And, you were making a great living in addition to TH where you were doing it, man. You had your own business and then you shut her down for sweet tea and that's going great, obviously. But what do you think? Cause I have my opinions and you and I text some about this every now and then, but what do you think about bass fishing, social media as a whole? Are we getting left behind because it's just the same regurgitated all the time over and over <laughs> every damn hey y'all going out boat 37 and a half this morning way in at 3 p.m on flwfishing.com every freaking and then you and you just as you swipe because we're all swipers that's what we do and it's just like hey guys you want to throw up every time yeah well but but what I, I don't know but like now you're an outsider right i mean you are but you're not like you breathe and bleed bass fishing you always will but what is to you who's got a company now that you own where you post a social media video and you get 20, hang on a second, ladies and gentlemen, that was the wrong button. It was this one I was going for 20. Why are the drums playing? I don't know. 20,000 comments on something. I was actually going to do this. This is more what I was going for. I was going to, 
Yeah, I was going to like build the adrenaline. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but you have that many people, but you see this, like, do we all just need to stop? Because our industry got, and you were right in the middle of that. Oh my God, you got to make 17 posts a year for this sponsor. It's in my contract. But now do you feel like in the fishing world, all of that is falling on deaf ears because we've all said everything there is to say, and now we just regurgitate. And then the new ones, the new folks coming into it, whether they're old or young, they all regurgitate the same shit they hear all the time. And so social media is just nothing but that. And then people complaining. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. I, I think that, um, so when everybody, in my opinion, for what it's worth, I think everybody that did that, all right, we have boat number three, we're stop number four, Alabama Bass Trail South, or stop number four, Bassmaster Elite Series on Toledo Bend. I'm boat number 21, weigh in at 3.30. Y'all, uh, I'm going to go out there. It's been a grind and practice. It's the same exact thing. But then you have guys who started filming everything, and they started doing it right, the vlog style. So it's like everything got stagnant when it became that. If you even back up further than that, the first guys on social media, Polinick, all those guys, they were the only one that everyone followed him and started doing social. Well, then they started doing selfies in the morning on the boat, and everyone who was doing it at the time, it was cool. But then everyone started doing that as well. Now it's moved into the vlog. And there's a couple of guys who started pioneering the vlog of tournament fishing. And that's the coolest thing ever. And now that's starting to creep up a little bit more. More people are doing it now. But um, I don't Everybody know. I think. Cameraman now, dude. Everybody got a camera. Everybody's got a camera. But I think what's, what's interesting to me is the personalities come out a lot more when you see the vlog. And so the people who. I don't know. I've watched a bunch of them and there's about five really good ones that you can tell that Dustin Connell is one of my favorites I've ever watched. Oh, uh, he's the best. The yeah, vlog, he's Dustin's vlogs are unbeatable. And it's like, you can tell you can't like, you can't fake it that much. People's had like whatever Dustin uh, watch his videos. Cause if he posts every single day of practice and the tournament and the drive home, and, he ain't fake. Like you just saw his whole entire day for 10 straight days. Like, I think that, in my opinion, builds the brand. And that's what sells. You asked me from a business point of view. That's what sells. Uh, a guy saying, I'm going to go here and throw a booyah, uh, and he's showing you a booyah popping pad crap. That just doesn't sell it as much as watching Dustin. Dude, I've, I've, bought, I've bought stuff off Dustin's videos, and I don't even, I've never even thrown them. But I'm like, hell, I just watched him do all this stuff with it. That is what sells. And from my point of view, we have people who are like, well, I'll, I'll buy some of that sweet tea. I'll tag you in it. Like, I appreciate you tagging. It's a cool picture, but as far as like, if you want that to sell anything, that didn't sell anything. It didn't even sell anything, zero. But when you watch someone who can break it down or talk about it, or they have a good personality and show something different than what everyone else shows it, that's what sells from a business point of view. Like just, like it's on a tangent, but. um, For me, it's almost a little bit like I get called up, dude. I, I have a hard time making YouTube videos. I have a hard time getting motivated to take my damn camera sometimes when I go. Cause sometimes I feel like it does fall in deaf ears so much. The, the, everything's so saturated, Instagram, Facebook, the TikToks, it's all the same to me. And as I get older, I'm like, I just want to, I just want to go back to where it's just like bass fishing. I just go fishing and I don't give yeah. a damn. If anybody knows if I caught one or didn't catch one. Yeah. You know I mean? Like I just want to go. Um, and I love doing the podcast and it's like, that's my commitment to like this fishing industry is this because I have, I have sponsors like, so man, you're going to get back in them opens. And I'm like, hell no. <laughs> I, I yeah. Like you're going to fish Toyotas. Nope. 
they're great tournaments. If that's your, that's your deal. ABT 100s. I have a blast in, uh, I have a blast when Kay calls me and asks me to MC. I have a blast doing MPFLs. I have like where I'm at in my fishing world. Totally cool with it. But what's weird is you still have, cause I do have sponsors that pressure to man. I feel like I need to make a post. No, I y'all y'all see my Instagram. I ain't posting Jack crap hardly ever anymore. I'll just say that. Cause I talk to more people right here on this screen a week than I'll ever talk to on there anymore. And I know that yeah. And it's like the, the folks that support me will support the people that support me. I feel like, and uh, I don't know. I just think we're in a, we're in another, I think we're seeing you and I did one of these several years ago. Where we talked about the shift. Now I think we're seeing another shift though. Yep. And does it eventually, I guess this is what I'm rambling towards is, does it eventually come full circle where it only matters if you're like a boss tournament fisherman and you can't just talk shit on TikTok like, hey, y'all, here's how to tie Palomar knot. Woo! Like you see the and you get a million followers that mean absolutely not jack shit. And then, you know what I mean? Like in a sponsor world. Well, yeah. Well, it was funny that that was, in my opinion, that was Jordan Lee when everyone started doing it. Jordan wasn't doing so. Now he's doing it now big time. He's filming everything. He's but like, it was like maybe three, four years ago when he was winning everything. He didn't yeah. post on Instagram, nothing. He did not care. He was a boss. I'm going to win every single tournament. Now he's doing a lot more, so that was a little bit behind. He's but great. No, awesome. I, I do think that. And I think, like, I, I definitely agree with that. It, being a boss tournament angler, like, I, if that's your if that's your section of the industry is being a tournament angler, top, t- you know, elite series level guys on BPT, like the boss, he's still – the one who's winning, he's always still going to be there. He don't have to do it. Yeah, uh, dude. But it, it, is, it is cool to see all the guys who are quote-unquote bosses now paying camera guys to follow them around and show what they're doing and um, and just the reality of it. Like, I think a lot of them do a really good job of it. And it's it's really cool. I mean, I think uh, – back right now. That's what I feel like. Yeah. You're holding yeah. back. I am holding back a little bit. I, uh, okay, so let let's 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 talk this because you and I have we have we have uh, good blood in this situation, bad blood in this situation. But now, so I made a statement on the show. I said that that YouTubers would never be pros, and pros would never be YouTubers. And we do see some crossing over. But now you got this Milliken thing happening in the opens, and he's catching them. I, you know smashing you and i both know ben's a great fisherman but are we gonna see those worlds finally because turkla didn't do it right i mean he was just like in and out like he wasn't he wasn't committed ben's committed very committed ben's committed to i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna shut everybody up um if he gets there to the elite series he's always got the toledo ben dude he's gonna fish the classic i mean he's going classic are we gonna see that though where the two worlds are officially going to merge because he will be the one to do it he's the only one to do it i mean he's in my opinion he's the the only other angler who i think might be i don't think there's any other anglers good enough who know enough about now i i got i got pretty fast of this i was making videos because this is one of the things i talked about about the googans at the time was um, they know a lot about how to catch fish, and I would never de- deny that. And I think all fishing YouTubers, most of the fishing YouTubers, they know how to catch fish. So they're good at teaching how to catch fish. They do not know how to catch, in my opinion, 
they do not know how to catch tournament winning fish consistently. I will say that a lot of them don't know that. And I will speak for myself on that. That's the reason I didn't fish tournaments. I stopped tournaments. I'm really good at catching fish. I understand bass. I love bass. I don't know how to catch winning tournament bass consistently over a three-year thing. I just don't. And so that when I was talking about the Guggens I, way, way, way back in the day, that was what essentially what I was referring to. I just didn't know how to put it into the right words. Yeah. I think Ben is the only one. The only other exception I will say is Lake Fort, uh, the Guggen Lake Fort guy. Justin. Um, Justin Rackley. I think he is the real deal. I think maybe he uh, – maybe he, he – I don't think he necessarily – I don't know. I don't know him at all. Tur- but he was a tournament guy. I met Justin. Was a tournament guy. Texas A&M. Like, I remember meeting him when I first started at TH. He was fishing the damn PAA tournaments and stuff back yeah. then. I mean, Justin's been around. You can tell. You can tell he knows a lot about – and I bet, I bet if he focused his energy towards tournament, I bet he would have a success in it. But – Dude, I don't know. I, I don't think just from the guys I know, like Tyler Anderson, and I'm not even going to call out names. Those are good guys. They know how to catch a lot of fish. They're good at catching fish, but I think they're not. I'm putting myself in that category. I'm not good enough at winning tournaments to for that to be my goal of fishing. Like I was very content with showing people how to catch a bass, how to set the hook and take a picture with that fish and be proud that they went fishing on Saturday and caught fish. That was my focus. So answer your question do we see the worlds collide ben will do it in my opinion yes he knows enough about how to catch giant fish consistently whether or not you like his personality that's up to you but um i do think he's i I believe he's gonna do it he just dude you you watch ben and and you watch his videos it's like i mean you both shared the boat with him he knows a whole lot about catching big fish and you regardless of what like obviously he I don't go too far into the conversation, but it, I think he'll be one of the only ones to do it, in my opinion. Now, the other going the other way, ass fishing pros going into YouTubers, that I think is full speed ahead right now. Like, we're seeing that. Scott Martin, I think, is yeah, one did a really good job of it. I don't know where he's at anymore. What's where is he at, by the way? The Elite Series, he didn't catch, I know, but like, main river, but has he, I mean, I don't, I just don't follow him, I guess, but. Oh, he catches. No, he ain't lost. He ain't lost a step. He still catches them. Okay. Okay. I don't know where he's at. Like right now in the standings wise for the year, but um, I know he didn't catch him with Sabine this week. He had a a bad one down there. But I do think the interesting thing about the Ben situation is I'm not keeping up with it enough to really, really, really know. But he posted some pictures of his fans that were coming. So, like when you're a YouTuber. You have, if you watch a Bassmaster tournament, whatever the numbers are, just for math, we'll say there's a hundred thousand people that watch a tournament, um, and they keep up with it, but they're only seeing the guys at the top. So the guys at the bottom, unless you get lucky in a photo gallery, you're not even getting seen if you don't catch them. Whereas on a YouTube video, if you get a hundred thousand views on a YouTube video, all of those people are only watching you. So when you turn that to Ben, and I don't know, I don't know what his current views are, but let's just say a hundred thousand. So if he gets a hundred thousand views on a video. All of those people are Ben Milliken fans and watching him fish. So if they come to his lake or anywhere around, I'm sorry, if he goes to an area where those 100,000 people are around, they're all going to want to come meet him because they've been watching only him that 100,000. So it's like his pull to bring people in, and he showed it. I don't know how inflated the numbers were or whatever, but he posted some pictures of like lines of people at Toledo waiting to see him. And and me and you – me and you have witnessed it, and and we've been in that situation as well. Not the scale that he is, but like, 
I think that's going to be pretty dang impressive to see Ben pulling crowds to tournaments of people that weren't there to watch the tournament. They're there to see what Ben does. I think if 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 we're being honest, the folks in in Birmingham at Bassmaster are praying every night. Dear seven pound, six ounce baby Jesus, please, Jesus. please let him make the elite series because, dude, you see it when he's doing good in the opens. Like they use him on a photo gallery, which they've done a lot. It's like the comments. I mean, dude, it's it, he's got a huge freaking fan base in this tournament in the outside the tournament world. Now it's like he's their guy. He's proven everybody, oh, our guy, our guy can mix it up. Um, and it's cool to see, man. I mean, it is like. Whether I said it on here when he won Toledo Ben, regardless of mine and his history, um, you know, and look, I think mine and Ben's deal back then, I'm proud for him. Like he's, and I've always respected him, but I think that, you know, I'm a very strong willed person <laughs> to say the least. And you and I both know Ben very much is as well. And so when you yeah. get to opinionated, uh, strong willed people there, it's, it's hard for them to, uh, to, see eye to eye on everything always but um dude i think it's gonna that be was a- the most professional <laughs> through that situation i've ever ever bullshit heard. thing i've ever said on here y'all all need to rewind this 10 seconds and appreciate the words that luke duncan just said because that was masterful the feud <laughs> that them two had <laughs> was pretty no, i agree i i, I pretty I mean, but I'm it sorry. wasn't public it wasn't public it wasn't public. Yeah, not, on this yeah, yeah. right here between each other, like on the phone and texting, like that was mine and Ben's thing. We never took it public, and it was all really freaking stupid, and it had nothing to do with business, and it had everything. There was just a lot of really stupid things going on, and uh, you know, I said what I said, and and he said what he said, and you know, it all worked out for everybody. Look, look at him; he's going to yeah. classic, and uh, and good for him. That's right. Look at that smile. Um, Look at that smile. uh, Call me out on my politically correct statement that I made. Though it was beautiful. It was it was crafted. um, Nothing's crafted on this show, dog. So so I think that uh, I think that like even Ben. This is one of Ben's stances. Ben, I'm going to say this. He he somewhat. Actually, I don't know. I'm not going to speak for him, but like. All YouTubers' goal is not to be an elite series angler. A lot of YouTubers understand that they can't do that. Like, they're not good enough to catch tournament-winning fish. I think uh, think Ben – I'm not even going to say that. I don't think Ben. But it seems like that's definitely – that's became his goal. And so um, I'm not going to speak for him. But – yeah, yeah. I think I think there's a lot. The majority of the guys will never be able to do it because they're not good enough at catching big fish. I'm I'm in that category. I can't catch winning tournament fish, so I don't. That's not my goal. That's why I only was interested in. People are like, well, they're catching, you know, what? Uh, show up, shut up. You did better than I did in that. Every one of them. I caught a lot of fish in all of them. I know how to catch fish. I understand that part of it. But the, what it takes to get to the next part, I don't. Even in a win in a damn two man tournament. Uh, Oh, two man. I hate shut up. Yeah, you never bring a show up, shut up back. You can't, you ain't going to do that. I again. think I won. I think I won one of them. You did one, win one out of like the seven videos. Yeah. Seven or eight. Yeah. I think my batteries died and you won that yeah. day. Something happened. Uh, 
not having no for Ben. I had been on this show uh several years ago, but Ben wanted to be a tournament fisherman. Like his heroes yeah, in like sure. Mike and Ellie's and Gerald's for and sure. Ham's and and so for him, I know deep down, regardless of his success, like this is a really cool thing. No, that, for sure. No doubt. Um deep down, because you and I both knew Ben for many years, um, personally. And and I know he this was YouTube was never his goal, and then that kind of happened, and it became this phenomenon for him that certainly uh, made this the next step for him. And I think if he gets on the Elite Series, it's going to be interesting to see. I think from yeah. a standpoint of how they, and they being the Elite Series pros, like embrace him because Ben's a lot. Ben is Ben is full tilt. He is all attitude. He has been unapologetically so, and. I think that that's going to be interesting to see how that, because he, you bring in that big ass following with those other guys that some of which have big ass followings. And it's like, all right, well, welcome to the big show, bud. Like now it's time to get here and you're here now and we do it this way. And it will be interesting to see, man. It will be. uh, It's, it's going to be cool. I think defending him though is, they're not biting like they used to. So there's a lot of older elite series guys who are having to adapt to the way that Ben has mastered. So, no, I'm not saying, no, I think he will. No, I know you're not. I, I know you're not. Will I, kick their ass if he makes the elite. I know, series. I know, I know. I'm, saying, I'm talking I, I just, attitude, like bringing in that YouTube kind of swagger to guys yeah. like Rick Clun or what? Yeah. I'm not saying Ben's disrespectful. Yeah. I'm not, you know, at all. I, I knew what you meant. I knew what you meant. Yeah, what you meant. I'm saying he kind of brings that. He's got them damn knee-high socks and that damn mullet and all that, and he comes rolling in, and they're like, what just happened? And he yeah. rolls through the damn opens because yeah. he, which there's a lot of fishing left, but he's in the top nine. He's already won one and had another top five. I mean, and they're headed to smallmouth country, which he's good at. Like, I, you know, I don't see it getting any worse for him no. as it goes along. But I think it's, it's one of the craziest stories we'll ever see, other than um, – the lawyer and the Tucker Smith thing from you follow, which was just epic. It was just epic. It was just epic. And by the way, nobody in the fishing industry acts like Tucker even had any part of that. Like he just won some big college deal again. And everybody's like, hell yeah, Tucker. And I'm like, Hey, time out. Does anybody remember like a month ago? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Craziest things that ever happened in a bass fishing event happened, and he was like right in the middle of it. Like, what are we doing? But they were like, Well, we ain't bad. Get after them. Good job. <laughs> I had somebody text me the other day, and they're like, Why is everybody just acting like nothing that bad ever happened? I'm like, I don't know, man. That <laughs> is somebody was, it was somebody actually that was in the event he won. They're like, I don't understand this. Everybody's just like this, like just acting like nothing happened. I'm like, I don't know. Huh? I don't know. <laughs> oh, well. Oh well, moving on. I got on. I don't know. Um, damn it, man. We got we kind of went different than I thought we were going to. We always do. Yeah, yeah. We need to start a show. You know, I had a show with another guy. It didn't go so well. But we should. <laughs> yeah, it didn't go well. It didn't go well. Um, um, let's uh, let's let's do another in person podcast soon. Got to do that. Yep. I know you got a lot going on. I told you only thirty minutes. We've already gone over that. Uh, tell everybody right now on low budget live where they can get, um, hang on. Actually, I want to say this because you and I joke on this all the time. I want to say this publicly too. 
if I've got to wear those sunglasses that all those six sense guys have to wear now that look like ski goggles, if that's what I got to do to catch a bass, I'll never catch a bass again. I would just like to say that publicly. Before we do a sponsor plug. Before we do a sponsor plug. If I've got to wear sunglasses like that, that look like satellite dishes around my face with white frames and all that, if that's bass fishing, then call me Randy Blockett. I'm good on it. <laughs> call me old school. I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I I'm all for fashion and cool shit. Those are terrible. I don't care who you are. Those are terrible. Okay. Those are terrible. I want I want to be on a podcast episode where Josh Jones is on. I want to I want to maybe not on. I want to talk about Josh Jones. I, that's a too long to get into today. Yeah. But I think that that deserves. Uh, and maybe you've already talked about. It, I don't know. No, but no, he's I talking. Haven't. To, I haven't. No, I mean, he, so a lot. I mean, a little bit. I, I keep. So I think he posted. Um, damn, I'm going to get the numbers way wrong. Something along the lines. Of, uh, he keeps up with the number of double digits he's caught. Oh yeah! Like, obviously, he religiously keeps up with that. And it's like the number of days that he's been fishing in Texas this year, he's caught a double digit that number of days. Like almost every single day. Oh, it's he's stupid! Texas this year. Stupid! Like it's it's true. So, so here's what I here's what I was thinking. So I I don't know the number, and I'm going to get it wrong. I'm just going to say 75 because I know it's over that. I think he's caught 75 double digits this year. And I want to think about there's 52 weeks in a year. So the average guy, I'm going to say the average guy, if he goes every other weekend, he's fishing, just say 25 days a year. I'm just going to say that for rough numbers. 25 days a year. How many of those days do you catch a five pounder? One five pounder. (laughs) It's not a, it's not a bunch of them, right? I don't know the number, but let's just say it's 10 and that's not going to be accurate because you ain't catching a 10 pounder every other time you go, but just say it's, 10 out of those 25, you catch a five pounder. It would take you 20 years to catch 105 pounders. <laughs> He's caught 100 10 pounders this year. I, something along those lines. Like it, it, it's something like that. We can fact check that later on that podcast. That statement alone is absolutely the craziest thing you can imagine. Yes, he's on a lake that's got him. Jaw it's drop. The cra- it's the craziest thing. But a lake that's getting pummeled and he still does that in the middle yeah. of all the crazy. Hundred thousand boats running around like he still drops bombs like all the time. So crazy. There's so many stats. I don't think people have even uh, rolled out his list of accolades of fish because it's like by the time you unrolled that whole thing, it would the list would be even longer because he still catches. You know what I mean? Like it's the it's so crazy. And still have it. And still has time to always be in Facebook comments just talking shit to people. (laughs) Yeah. Just, yeah, I don't know. He, he masters both. He just pops up in random court. Like I'll be seeing a post about somebody's granddad catching a fish. Josh Jones yeah. be on it. I'm like, damn, yeah. dude, how do you have time? On Logan, get- on Logan Martin. <laughs> it's just random. <laughs> like I see Josh's name so much, so much. But no, I do. I'd like to have him all. Like I'd love to do a Josh Jones podcast with Josh because he's an interesting dude. I, um, and I think I told you. Jimmy Houston, of course, a good, you know, dear friend of mine that it's weird to say, but like he, he is. And he told me about Josh before Josh was Josh that yeah. everybody knows. And he's like, this, this kid, he'd go crappie fishing with him 
Uh, he met Josh because Josh bought a lab from Jimmy, bought a dog from Jimmy, and Josh's wife was like, hey, my husband's a crappie guy and would love to take you fishing. And Jimmy started crappie fishing with Josh. And then he's like, Josh has had some lakes in Oklahoma. He's like, hey, Jimmy, I'd like to take you and show you this thing I do. And he was catching 10 pounders on live scope. And he's like, Hey, Jimmy, I'd like to take you to this lake in Texas. And he started well, it was taking- like everyone, everyone who knew anyone at Garmin knew that Josh Jones was like already the master of pan optics mm-hmm. before y'all even got it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that was, it was like a myth. It was like, who is Josh Jones? Because yeah. he didn't have social media. He didn't have social media at all. He was just like, a, he was hated a ghost. It. Yeah. 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 And all of a sudden one day he just posts like, Oh, look at all these <laughs> founders. And everybody's like, what, where'd this guy come from? And he doesn't care yeah. anything about tournaments at all. And that's cool to me. Like I'm yep. totally, like, I know this is a tournament oriented podcast a lot. And we've talked a lot about that, but like, no matter which lane you're in, if you were able to, if you were able to feed your family with a rod and reel, whether you're a guide, whether you are a social media influencer, like I'm not hating on any of it. I don't want anybody to ever tell like I have nothing but respect. I'm a guy that is fortunate to get to exist in this industry because I run my mouth into this microphone, right? Like everything yeah. I have going on is because of this podcast. Um, and it's, and it's an honor to me for that to be the case. But uh, Josh gives zero dams about tournaments. Zero damps. Now that we got that out of the way, um, and we will do an <laughs> episode. That's just like you and I need to get some damn Tito's, set a camera, and, and just go like we used to. But for the low lifers that are still hanging in here, and I'm sure they are, give them some details on this coffee thing because I got to give my bros some love, even if we just sell a couple packs of coffee. How does coffee come? I don't even drink coffee. Does it come in a pack? You've got it comes gold. in a pack. It does come in a pack. Yeah. Oh, of course you've got it with you. Here we go. <laughs> Accidentally. Yeah. Accidentally. Um, yeah, we got two. We got a. Here we go. And a house blend. What's See, the? There you go. Well, what's a breakfast blend? What's the difference in that? Um, the house blend is a hundred percent Colombian, so it's a oh, uh, single origin oh. coffee. Uh, so coffee, the, the, it has a lot to do with how close it is to the equator and the elevation in which it is harvested or, or, uh, planted. And so, uh, the closer you get to the equator, the better the coffee is, the more you get up in the mountains, there's like a specific, uh, elevation that like coffee's best at. So that's where a lot of Colombian, Brazilian, Mexican coffee. I love Brazilian. I love Brazilian too. Had, but mine, my first, yeah. So anyhow, that's that. It comes out to, uh, today. Well, today's Sunday. It comes out tomorrow on, on Monday morning. And um, it's the biggest launch we've ever had as far as products. We put, um, I'll say the number, $200,000 we spent in coffee. And, <laughs> and for context, we spent, we spent, um, $40,000 on a normal launch. So $40,000 in inventory to launch a product. Normally this one, we just expected to be so much larger, spent $200,000, which is bananas. It's the scariest thing I've ever done. Literally put everything we got into it. So if it fails tomorrow, I'll be working for low budget live. If it doesn't fail tomorrow, then, um, media manager. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, we got house blend and, uh, we have bagged ground coffee and we have K-cups. And for all the low lifers, I believe that there is a 
some sort of LD10. Is there really? I think there is. I think it's still a thing. Because we did a launch. So. You're welcome. Because basically, I launched this whole company. We did a we did a podcast from the y'all uh, warehouse the, yep. before you launched the sweet tea. Yeah, LD10 is a discount code. LD10, ten percent yep. off. And um, yeah. yeah, so so it'll be live tomorrow, or it'll be live as soon as y'all are watching this video. You're listening this live. Yeah, live right now. Yallsweettea.com. Grab a bag, grab six bags. It's extremely good. And um, yeah, something I put a lot of time. It's been over a year working on a product on the packaging. Um, Yeah, there you go. Y'all brands, coffee. Y'all brands, baby. Got seasonings. Now, this is crazy to me, man. And I tell you all the time that uh, how proud I am of you, buddy. And I, I, I miss the hell out of you. I miss us just riding down the road, talking shit and, uh, headed to the lake and being in the boat together and talking shit and, and catching up. But man, it's, uh, I knew, I knew whatever you decided to do in life. And this is just one step. I'm sure the next thing you'll be like running for president. I think anybody that knows you knows that's probably the case, but, uh, it's pretty damn cool to see, man. And getting to see where it started with y'all just two years ago and like coming down there, uh, Thursday, and you're putting up racking in the new warehouse and you're unloading your coffee for the first time. And I got to see it. It was like, it was weirdly emotional for me. Cause I was like, I feel like I'm invested, even though I'm, I'm obviously not financially invested. I'm emotionally invested in it because, because I've lived it with you. I feel like, but it was cool to see, man. And I think that, uh, at least 10 low lifers are going to buy some coffee. So <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. But, yeah, man. It, it's awesome, dude. It's very cool. Uh, very, very cool. I definitely appreciate that. And We'll see how it goes tomorrow. I'll definitely keep you updated with it. I'm going to get back to, I've got to build the rest of the website out and go do it. Go do that. That's that. That's yeah. a wrap. Join me, dude. We got to do it more often. I know we say that, but we got to do low budget live. This started with, with myself and you and, and stupid Corey. I'm not getting Corey on here anymore. He's so yeah, fat now. Like I've gained a lot of weight, but like Corey's so fat. Like I just don't even want to be around him on the show. Cause he's sweaty. And he's always complaining about being fat and he just won't do anything about it. Like I will you remember when we had that fat ass challenge, me and him yeah. well, we're having like the reverse fat ass challenge where he and I just see how much we can gain forever <laughs> till we die. Yeah. I don't, because awesome. we're both not in good shape right now to say the very least big C he'll never in. And, and here's how I know I can call him fat on the show and he'll never get his feelings hurt. He's never watched anything you and I've ever done <laughs> ever. Ever, ever. No. He's like, I'm not a, I'm not a low lifer, idiot. He literally saw a guy in a Mexican restaurant the other day wearing his fishing jersey at like 6 p.m. on a Thursday, and he goes, "Stupid low lifers." <laughs> <laughs> and it was like made me laugh so hard. But he was so serious. He's like, "This is definitely one of your people, idiot." Like, <laughs> text, like seven o'clock at night. Darian Craig, everybody, y'all sweetie.com. Darian is not fishing, but he's no. sweet tea, and y'all go support yeah. the boy. So many of y'all are, but go do that. Appreciate you. Darian Craig, everybody. Well, all right. That's all she wrote with D Money right there. Darian Craig, man. And hope y'all enjoyed that. I um I'm always grateful to get to catch up with my friends as we talked about. Started the show almost six years ago with him by my side with my dude Big C Corey Williams. And uh, don't get to spend as much time with with Darian anymore in all his endeavors, his entrepreneurial 
spirit that he's got going on all the time, man. He is, uh, he's killing it in life. And, and, uh, I'm like a proud, proud big brother. And, and he's always got such a great perspective on things. So thank y'all for tuning in as always. I appreciate you very much. Hope y'all all have a great week. I'm going to take you out with some Biloxi blues and I'll see y'all literally y'all y'all next week. Y'all. Jackson Town to Tupelo. I never could make it last. Spanish boss, a Civil War ghost. Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter, east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows. I'm leaving those burdens in rest. This highway. Does not know my name and I don't care, no, I don't care. Headed my way for another place and I got three good tires and a spare. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to